Fluger Borg is a German actor, musician, comedian, YouTube personality, and DJ. Borg takes on the role of Javelin in the feature film The Suicide Squad. His character serves in the first team of Task Force X in the sequel to 2016's Suicide Squad. Flula's also teamed up with Reggie Watts and virtual DJs Ivan and Peter on a new dance release, Javelin Move Your Body, inspired by the movie's character. I'm Greg P. Day, listening to the Portland Podcast. Today's guest is Flula Borg and Portland-based art pop project Maine, who tell us all about their new EP, Leo Lib Bull. In the first quarter of 2020, Flula released an audiobook. It was titled Wonderlust USA, an uber-curious guide to sassy American pastimes. We'll be chatting about that today, as well as Borg's celebrated podcast, Boom Time. Here's Flula on those two projects, the Suicide Squad, and much more today on the Portland Podcast. Hello, hello. Is this Flula? Yes, this is Flula. Hello. Oh, hello, hello. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Great to good connect day with you. To you. Yes. yes, likewise. I know we have been. This has been many months in in the making, but hey, pandemics, man. Let's do this. Yes, you are back. You're back from your cave, apparently. Boom time uh, is back and back with a bang. Yeah, it's not, well. I, I, thank you for saying a bang. I was going to say a, a, a mild toot, but yes, bang sounds better. <laughs> You've interviewed some big, big names on the show. Weird Al Yankovic, that was a great interview. It seemed seamless. It seemed like you were all buddies. Well, he's a genius. I think he knows more things about more things, including how to make anything sound good. So yes. I, all credit goes to Strange <laughs> Albert. Have you ever talked to a Dr. Demento? Have you ever spoken to him or uh, reached out to him? You should be on his show. Oh, I would love that. I saw him once at a party and was too intimidated uh, to speak to him. But this man, I mean, he's a legend. He's launched Weird Al and, and, and other, many other peoples. Uh, sadly, I can only name Weird Al because, as I said, I'm an idiot. But yes, I would love this. <laughs> yeah, you should be on that show. We should be playing your songs because uh, you've got so many. And many are on your album, Wonderlust USA. You didn't do too much promotion about this book, so I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Yeah. It's a wonderful book. Really enjoyed it. And right at the end, you mentioned, I think in the postscript, that you actually met Sean Connery. Did this really happen? <laughs> Is this really a, a thing? Well, yeah. So, uh, number one, thank you for listening to the book. And, uh, you know, I did not promote it because it occurred. I released it and then a pandemic occurred. Yes. And it was it felt very weird to try to promote anything while we were dealing with this. So, yeah, I understand. Um, that's, that's why it like snuck under the radars. And so, okay, my parents tell me I met Sean Connery, so I believe them. And I was like six. And so I, you know, if you ask my parents, I've met Sean Connery. So I asked my parents and they said yes. So I tell you, yes, I did. So these are the same parents that told you that your dog was abducted by aliens and you trust these people. Excuse me. Yes. Were you there? Were you yes. there? Uh, oh, okay. What happened? Well, uh, you know, these same parents that told you you met Sean Connery also yeah. told you that your dog Xanadu was abducted by aliens. So well, yes. you kind of sort of have to wonder, you know, how, oh. how much truth is uh, 
is coming through the pipeline. Don't there. listen. You cannot throw the baby out with the galoshes, as we say. So you don't. We don't know. We are not certain what is real and what is not. Also, R.I.P. Sean Connery. Another thing that's so sad. Yet yeah. we have these weird worlds with pandemics and politics. No, this just it's gotten lost. How so sad. Anyway, yes, please continue. Yes. Was your dog Xanadu named after the Eleven Newton John film and song? Uh, her full name was Zanadu von Buschleppen, and uh, I do not know uh, if the person that they purchased uh, this this Pucci from uh, was loving that album, or if it just sounds like a very like regal, nice name for a poodle. Because Zanadu just sounds like oh yeah, poodle. Like you would not name like a golden retriever Zanadu. That would be like Steve, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got, it's a name you got to have to say with enthusiasm, and that's oh. something you have in spades. And uh, that's you. why I enjoyed the audiobook so much. You know what else I really like about your your audiobook is is your references. Boss me around like Tony Danza, and uh, y- yeah, you got some Ferris Bueller references too. It's definitely a Gen X friendly. And where I think the the audiobook really shines is your visit to Mississippi. Oh have, uh, yes, yes. It's a different. It's almost a different world, Mississippi. I've spent a lot of time there. You you have spent some time there. Yes, I have. Much, oh, a lot of time me. in the South. Yes, yes. Biloxi, Mississippi, and you have a very awkward transaction with uh, someone selling Elvis merchandise. I think that Wonderlust USA could be a podcast on its own because that transaction was probably. I had to stop the audiobook at that point. I was laughing too hard. <laughs> a few awkward moments, but that's where the audiobook really shines. I feel. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, really, it is, you know, meeting people that are just, you know, who you meet in the real world. And those are people that I think are usually the most funny and the most entertaining and the most strange because, you know, wait, this, these are not like faking things. These are real people. This is not like, uh, you know, whatever movie or show. It's like, oh, this is a real time. So I love that. And uh, wait, sorry, you you said you were in Miss- Mississippi. You, you lived there for a little bit? Well, I ex-military, so it, it's a hard sell. <laughs> You, you, you have an, another <laughs> great uh, awkward moment <laughs> in Roswell that you, uh, you chronicle in Wonderlust yes. USA, which I think should be a podcast on its own right. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, have an, you have an experience in Roswell with an alien, a Klingon. Well, yes, uh, it was a, a very weird time, as, as you heard. Uh, and it was an adventure that... I sometimes wish I had the men in black, you know, a ballpoint pen that you point at your face and then everything goes away because that would make life so much simpler. Um, but yes, it, it was a weird adventure there, I must tell you. And and as you said before, um, Zanadu uh, did play some roles in all of this. Yes. And you even actually had your team there set up an, a very awkward date that I think sets a record for you for a for dates. This is very uh, th- like a 30 second date and it's all caught on audio. Yes, uh, it was, you know, awkward. I'm glad it was recorded. Some things you're like, I wish I did not film this, but I think just for my own personal safety, it's good to record dates. You never know what will occur. And so uh, why not just include it in the audiobook? You know, it's it's a fun time. Who knows? And everybody, uh, no, no, but nobody was harmed in the making of this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, audiobook that right. I know of. Right. And another awkward interaction with uh, Jerry and Jerry. You uh, took $60 from you, and, and what did you get for your $60? Uh, 
Well, uh, I got some audio. I got some audio to put in the book. I got very little things. Uh, I will tell you, they were not helpful. Plenty of arguing yes. for that $60. So that was entertaining. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the publisher says, Flula, we need some minutes. And I, and I told him, well, listen, I have an argument between two strange people that involves cakes <laughs> and aliens. They said, perfect. Right. Included. So recently you mentioned on the last episode of Boom Time, which is back for at least one yeah. episode, is, yes. is that you've been taking in – have you actually been reading books – yeah, I have. Like, I like that you ask it as if I have. Uh, these are my first books in my life to read. And yes, it's a very fair question. Um, yeah, I've been reading like lots of more nerdy stuff. I just uh, and and not to go dark, but like 2020 is a very dark time. So I've either read really nerdy, serious books, or I have gone and watched old shows that I know where they are ending. So nerdy, like, serious Bad. books. Nerdy, serious books, such as what? <laughs> Uh, well, some of them, like one that was about uh, reconstruction, this era in American history by this guy, Eric Foner. And then uh, I read a book. I'm still, this book is fun. It's a very German title. It's called How to Read a Book. Uh, and it, but it's like very nerdy from like the 70s. And it tells you how to read all the different types of books in the world, um, which I, I very much enjoyed. And, and Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really great. Uh, huh. It's super nerdy. Yes. Um, it's uh, by Mortimer Adler. And so anyone with the name Mortimer, I'm like, yes, okay. Like, count me in. You must write good books. You know, I can't help but notice, as many other people have, that you've gained a ton of muscle. And this, I'm really curious about this because you've, you've blown up in many ways with your career uh, since we last spoke and uh, physically. I'm curious about your workout routine, your trainer, and have you been keeping up on that during Corona? Yeah, so as soon as Corona was uh, arrived, I ordered some some very large dumbbells so I can just exercise in my garage. So to maintain uh, to maintain these pointless uh, muscles, um, <laughs> they they were for a film uh, called The Suicide Squad. And and yes, but your tra the trainer is a very strange man named Paolo. He's Italian, very excitable oh. and very. Paolo is very insulting, which is perfect for my self-esteem. It really helps me to continue to do crunches and push-ups. <laughs> You've gained, I would say, I would say close to 20, 25 pounds of pure muscle, no fat. Incredible. I, I, I can, as your Air Force background, I trust your uh, judgment of, of pounds. I think you are correct. I think yeah. this is the right, the right estimation. Yes. That is really incredible. That really is. And, you know, you're not in your 20s, and that makes it even more impressive. I'm actually curious about that uh, about that film. I'm not going to ask too much about it. I just want to ask you <laughs> briefly, uh, you know, yeah. how do you prepare for a role such as this? I, I feel as if the costume is something that you would wear on a Tuesday anyway. Well, number one, you are absolutely correct. Um, I, I like sent to the, I pitched them some costume ideas, and why did I do this? They sent me my dream outfit, um, so it's very perfect. I love these colors. I love that I can wear a nice. I can be a blonde, you know, little blonde man. It's very fun. Um, it reminds me of one of the bad guys from Die Hard. There's like the two brothers. Uh, who are always helping Hans Gruber. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so one of them has hair like this, so that was a very fun dream. Eurotrash, um, the Eurotrash. Yes, 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 E-trash, E-trash. And then one baby. of them gets killed, and then the one guy goes on a, a rampage after his brother got killed. 
That's right. And so I'm the one that's rampage. Uh, the other guy who's the, you know, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Um, that's that's his brother. So I'm playing, the, I forgot their names. Uh, this is sad. It's a good yeah. excuse to watch this movie once more. Yeah, you need to watch Die Hard again. Oh, now, my favorite. How are you with a javelin? You know, I, I I can tell you in an honest way. So I, I have some athletic uh, ability I have inherited. So I can learn to be okay at many things and maybe not great at anything. And so I am okay. I am okay. I can I can toss items uh, from one location to another. And this now does include a javelin. <laughs> and uh, do blondes have more fun? I can tell you, uh, yes, uh, when those blondes are named Flula and are also me, yes. You've been very busy in, in other realms of entertainment, too. You've been reading a children's books online, which are very popular. You've been on Inside the NBA. I have no idea how you swung that. It was completely out of left field. I don't know why you were on that show, but I'm glad you were. Uh, how did that happen? And uh, you're also in a film. You played a, a small role in She's in Portland with director yes. Mark Carlini. Yes. So these are very interesting side projects you're working on, and I'm sure you're working on more. So I'm curious about that film, first of all, and Inside the NBA and, and those children's books. Oh, well, thank you. I just spoke with Mark yesterday again. Uh, that film was so fun because I love this area as well. Of course, Portland. I forgot. Yes, you are there. I yes, mean, yes. So it Portland and you know this area of America is my most favorite for many reasons. One is uh, it is the weather of Germany in many ways, mm -hmm. and so anything to film something that is connected to this, even if this if this film was like called She's in Portland, but was filmed in like Madagascar, I would still be excited because it says Portland. Um, so that was very fun. Oh, uh, what did you, oh the, the the children's books? I just oh, I love. I, I think there is a, a nice future. You're very good for at me it. I, oh, You're a natural. Thank you. You're a natural. Oh, you should be you. in classrooms and doing <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> well, yes. If my career ends in some way, then I know that I will just be zooming into children's classrooms, talking about the monkeys. Yeah. Um, that would be very fun. Wait, there was a third thing you did mention to me. I forgot. Oh, inside the NBA. Oh yes. Okay, so I will tell you. This was my one dream. I have like two dreams in life. One is that Die Hard reboots to a, a prequel called Hans Gruber, or just Gruber, and I play Gruber. And this is my dream. The other dream is that I can be one of the hosts of Inside the NBA. And so I made a video about them, and they found it. It was the dream uh, scenario. I made a video. They found it. They contacted me. So... It, I cannot believe this has happened. It is my highlight right. of the pandemic. Oh, yes. And my dream is to please be on this show more. It was, it's so wonderful. I love basketball. I'm excited also. I don't know if you are following, but your Blazers are still exciting. Yes, and I love following those so. guys as well. Um, but yes, I love basketball. Yeah. And how did you actually get involved with, you know, the Suicide Squad and, and your relationship with James Gunn? I'm curious about that. I, well, so I just in in my case, I just auditioned, and so I was very lucky. I can tell you because uh, Javelin um, is is a German character, so very lucky for me that I am mildly athletic and German and located in Los Angeles. So um, I I was able to audition in this way, and then James and I have ne we had not met before. Um, we we have some mutual friends and acquaintances, and I, and I'm I'm glad that he decided I'm not too insane or strange to work with, uh, and so he allowed me to be in this with him, and I am so pumped. 
<laughs> Do you have a relationship with HBO Max? Because I know you did a bit for them, and Conan's jumping to HBO Max, so I'm excited to maybe see you on HBO Max in the oh, future. I would, yeah, I mean, I would love this so very much. I'm excited for Conan, and I think this is a very fun move for him. I think this will allow him to do more fun and strange things. And listen, my if 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 he or anybody there needs some assistance in strange German Teutonic ways, man, count me in. <laughs> Speaking of strange, Ivan and Peter, I am very curious what this is about. Uh, they're time traveling DJs. I don't quite understand what this is, but I am enjoying it regardless. Yeah, they're DJs that jumped into a rainbow vortex. And they jump from different eras, is that correct? And you're involved with uh, Ivan and Peter. Are you one of these characters? I don't quite get it. I don't quite uh, grasp the concept. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have just outlined how I feel about life. I don't know what this is, but I enjoy it. So that's uh, th this is exactly mission accomplished. Um, I I am not Ivan. I'm not Peter. But uh, I they are very weird people. Um, I still cannot confirm what is going on with those guys. I can confirm to you, though, they make very sassy music. You're nebulous. It's knows? nebulous. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. nebulous. Who knows? It's all in the spaces. Um, uh, but, yeah, who knows? Well, my time's very limited. I do want to wrap it up. But uh, Ed Helms, you had Ed Helms on the show. Another natural for Boom Time. Well, uh, once more, this is uh, just a, a hero of mine and a genius person. We worked on a show that he was producing called Philanthropy some years ago. And uh, I just, I love this man so very much. I wish I could call him by his full name, Eduardo Ron, but he always says, no, it's just Ed. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I love them. You've met a lot of your heroes, haven't you? Well, this has been a very nice, lucky thing for me. Yes, I have met many of them. And Dirk Nowitzki in Dallas, a basketball player. And uh, yeah, yeah, seriously, I, I feel yeah. very, very lucky about that. But them. who's left? Who's left on the bucket list? Oh, Hans Gruber, but that's impossible because he's all my other heroes, I think, now are like either they, they have been uh, expired. Hugh Jackman? Or, sure. Uh, sure. He's a song and this. dance man, so. Oh, I love a good dancing and a good songing. More music on the way. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, something like, uh, you know, Moist Moist Meow Meow uh, in the future. Yes. So more music coming for me as Flula, more music coming as DJ Flula. And then also, I have, uh, this is, no one knows this yet, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be uh, releasing a children's album with some friends. Uh, they're called Go Banana Go. Um, Go we Banana made a Go. Go, banana, go. Yeah, we made a song together uh, this year. It's called uh, German Lessons, where I teach t German very terribly. Um, and then we stared at each other in the face and said, this was very enjoyable. Let's make an album. So uh, that comes out, uh, I want to say it next year in the beginning, maybe February or something. So this is very exciting. Oh, wow. So more, more yeah. material coming. Oh, that's very exciting. Oh, we need it. Oh, I need to do it. If I'm not making things, I'm breaking things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks so much. This was so enjoyable to, to finally talk to you about this book because, I mean, to release a book in March of 2000. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and I must, I really, I must say, I apologize to you. I know you've been speaking, I think, with John. Like, it was just a very difficult time, like, to talk about anything at this point. So it was a terrible time to release a book. Uh, but I am so grateful you listened to it and that you did enjoy it. Yes, yes. And hopefully there's a, a way for you to, to get out of this uh, javelin outfit to go pee. I hear this about superhero costumes. It's very difficult to pee in those. 
It's it's like if you've seen the film Demolition Man. It's like you go to the bathroom and there are two seashells. Nobody knows how this works. That's exactly how in these uniforms. How do you pee pee in this? Nobody knows. Well, I know the catering is good because you you've dished on the catering. I mean, uh, the inside scoop there. Always good for an inside scoop. Thank you so much, Flula. It's so great to talk with you. Really, Likewise, you're so accessible. Uh, you know, you're getting bigger and bigger. You're becoming a huge name in Hollywood. Off. Just to remain very grounded. I think that's how German. So thanks so much. Appreciate <laughs> well, that. I, well, thank you so much. I, I, I do not agree with you. I am just a human person. Very excited <laughs> to be here. So thank you for, for speaking to me. And dude, what wonderful questions and topics and everything that was so fun. And shout out to Portland. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Flula. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Flula. And now we're going to switch gears and head on over to the Nines Hotel for an in-person interview with Portland-based musical act Maine. You can catch the band live September 19th at Mississippi Studios in Portland. Let's hear more now from Sam and Jed on the new release, Leo Lib Bull. Maine, hello. Pleasure to meet you both. Now, this is uh, Sam and Jed. We're here at the Nines Hotel, and we are here legally, and uh, great to connect with you. Just listen to your EP, which is out this Friday. Now, as I understand it, Sam, this was written a couple years back. It was, yeah. We were just talking about this before we before we came out here. I think it was spring of 2019, something like that. We had made a record together before. Um, that is right at the wrong time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say that again. Uh, and uh, yeah, we had we'd made a record before that wasn't going to come out, and we sort of got together and said like, let's make something in a finite amount of time. And we gave ourselves like you know five days to record it, and just made an indie record in our basement. I'm curious about your backgrounds. I, I looked at your bios, and I didn't see much there, but I'm curious, you know, were you born and raised in, in Oregon, or uh, what's your backgrounds? Yeah, I, I grew this up... Is, this is Jed, by the way. Yeah, I grew up in western Pennsylvania in a rural town about 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh, and played music pretty young age, grew up in bands and playing with churches and... Really? doing uh the whole punk rock the thing churches too. really yeah yeah that was uh it was a there wasn't you know rural towns so your options are pretty limited in terms of how you can play music with and Why did you move to portland i moved out here in 2009 yeah on, on new year's eve and i got here on january 3rd is there a story behind that no nah, i was just antsy <laughs> i was just impatient <laughs> I didn't think there'd be a lot of traffic that day. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and what about you, Sam? Uh, I'm from. I'm. I'm not from Oregon. I'm from. Uh, from Seattle. I was born and raised in like metropolitan Seattle. I moved to to Oregon to Portland to go to school in 2008. So I've been here for about 13 years. I started, yeah, just writing songs, playing music as a young kid, mostly doing you know solo, solo songwriter stuff, and then eventually joining more bands as I got. A little older and, and more comfortable on stage and playing with other musicians. Now, Justin Chase is also in the band, correct? Correct, yeah. And he's worked with Pure Bathing Culture, who I'm, I'm a big fan of. Oh, they're great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're very influenced by Fleetwood Mac. And mm -hmm. I saw a Fleetwood Mac album, I think, in one of your music videos. I think it was surreptitiously placed there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I <laughs> do want right. to ask you about your music videos because they're incredible. They really add so much to the music. It feels like you're in a movie. Thank you. And yet there's two videos that tell a story. You worked with Swanson Studio. How'd you get to work with one of the premier studios in the world? Swanson Studio. Yeah, we, we got we got lucky on that one. So my I my sure did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, my cousin my cousin Paul is uh, a director of photography over there and we grew up together. 
he's a avid avid skater and filmmaker and um has now worked at swanson's for a number of years but uh they were kind enough to to do both of those videos for us and you know it's beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous Thank my you. only complaint was the first video was too too short too yeah lot, <laughs> lot 34 bath bomb that's the first single i love your voice it's, oh, thank you. It's hard to pinpoint um, who your voice sounds like, but it's it's a very melodic voice. You you are you classically trained? You worked a lot on your voice. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, in t in terms of training, I ended up doing some voice lessons as I got a little bit older, but mostly self-taught. And then recording at home was sort of an informative experience. Doing in the past few years, sort of doing a lot of demoing at home and actually hearing yourself in the headphones and. Oh, yeah. That's the best teacher. That's it really how I is. learned. Yeah, yeah. Are you a singer as well? Well, I, you know, singing and presenting are, are very similar. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a voice inflection. It's, yeah. it's making your voice interesting. It's mm -hmm. guttural. And uh, you just have this very melodic voice. It's very unique in indie, uh, the indie realm. And uh, this debut EP is out this, this Friday. You must be excited. Yeah, we're stoked. It's a long time coming. Yeah. We, we, sort of, we sort of waited for the... We sort of held held this one close to our chest for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. It was you know it's with the pandemic and everything. It made it made it a little tough to be certain about you know when to be putting something out or what was even appropriate. So yeah. it's, it feels good to finally finally have something out and there. And an actual show. Yeah. yeah. An actual wow. live show coming up at Mississippi Studios, mm -hmm. which just reopened, and <laughs> it's culturally very important that place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good spot. We actually live, we share an alleyway with Mississippi Studios. We live right in the Mississippi neighborhood. So it oh, feels you like do. The home, we're the home team. You know? Yeah. It's <laughs> probably the trendiest place to live. So Leo, Lib, Bull, and yeah, again, that first single, incredible. It's, it's far too short, and it left <laughs> me wanting more. Linked into the second single, What a Jam and What a Voice. This was shot at Oaks Amusement Park, the, the video. Very surreal. And the makeup really added another dimension to this to this uh, song. And I think the best videos add a different element to the song. They make the song better. And do you feel that way? I mean, did, did, who did the makeup? Was this improvised? Because this was um, with the makeup and the amusement park and the, uh, the you know the, how how beautifully it was shot. It was cinematic. He had the idea a while ago, and he's who, like. Sam did and he was like you know I want to do like this weird dark carnival thing and he saw a place beyond the pines right and I just had a hard time like visualizing he's like no nah, it's gonna be like this it's gonna be like this and Swanson really just made that come to life and he kind of got a crew Sam got a crew behind it and just kind of employed our friends to do makeup and um, we just yeah got to rent an amusement park for the day <laughs> and kind of actualize that yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It ended up being really fun, right? Because you just kind of have that Viking thing going on. Right? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, pretty, pretty Iceland, Swedish. Icelandic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely have have some of that Swedish Swedish Norwegian heritage. Right. Uh, this was shot at Oaks Amusement Park, but the fun never ends. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was a blast riding riding rides all day with your friends. Pretty good. I'm thinking you're big fans of roller skating, correct? Because I keep saying roller skates in these videos. Yeah, our, our bassist. Very Portland. Yeah, 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 exactly. Our basis Grace is, is kind of into it, so we've just sort of layered that into to what we're doing in the in the video world. And how involved were you in the direction of the music videos? Were you helping direct? Was uh, I mean, was that all Swanson Studio? Whose yeah. vision was this? And a, a combination of both yeah. your elements? Yeah, I mean, certainly impossible without Swanson Studio. You know, they're they're 
you know, super capable and have a bunch of incredible technology behind what they're doing. Um, you know, these ideas were sort of fleshed out by writing Shotless, which, which, uh, which I did and, you know, would consult with Jed and the crew about how it was all going to look. Film noir, David Lynch film. I mean, just... Yeah, 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 it's fun. It's, uh... So much playful uh, use of darkness, which I think takes this song to a different, different space. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think the absence of light is actually like a, somewhat of an underlying theme on on the record itself too. Um, it's sort of it kind of has a dark heart, and um, the hope was that that you know came across in the in the video component too. It's experimental. There's there's many layers to your music. It really speaks to me. It's very abstract, and there's a complexity to it, and uh, hard to pin you down to a genre. Four D five demos and a vision. I love how you ended this EP with this with this track. I didn't know where it was going, and I, it feels like an epic way to to end this. Yeah, that one's a lot. It is. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. There's a yeah, but that that sort of cacophony at the end was was super fun to put together. We had a a guest bassist on that track named Matthew Holmes, who's a, a really good jazz player in town, and um, Matthew Holmes. Yeah, Matthew Holmes, um, and then you know. Working with Justin, who's who's not here today, is is always a blessing because he's he's sort of a you know on top of being the engineer and, and producer in our project, he's kind of a synthesizer wizard. We can sort of collaborate on a vision, and um, he he has the tools to to actualize that stuff. Right now, you have been releasing singles on Bandcamp uh, mm. exclusively on Bandcamp. That's actually your preferred way for people to purchase the album, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, that's kind of what we're we're rolling with. The LP, gotta get the uh, vinyl. Yeah. Right. That's right. right. Couple of singles on there which were not included in the EP, and uh, why is why is that? Uh, this deconstructions very minimalist song, mm-hmm. probably a, a different has a different feeling emotion. Yeah. From this record. Definitely. That I mean that that song sort of predates Leo Libbull. It was re- it was recorded before that record, and um, it was kind of it was it's from a batch of songs. Um, that was the first thing that we worked on together. We're, I'd say we're, you know, now we have a live band, but we started as a recording project as a way to sort of, you know, actualize songs, not a lot of rules, um, you know, get get the players that we want to play on it, um, say what we want to say. Um, and that, that song is a holdover from that time. Um, and, you know, with Catamaran and Portals, which are the other ones that aren't part of Leo Lippel, um, those were kind of flash in the pans, right? Like we just recorded those in like three days, you know, two, three days where we sort of went into the studio and said, we're going to be done with these um, in a quick amount of time. And I, the more I think about it, I, I feel like we work well that way. You know, um, you know, sometimes when you're making a record or something, it's a, it's a longer, longer ordeal. And it's, uh, um, it takes a lot of focused energy, um, which is great, but some, something nice about, just popping in there and, and knowing you have a finite timeline to create and and approaching it like that. And you're going to be playing a show in Pendleton, Oregon. What's that? Oh, Are yeah. You yeah. Are you ready for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, cause we're you got to get your Wranglers out. Yeah. Where <laughs> 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 our cowboy hats. Yeah, Pendleton. We've play, we played there before. Uh, the Great Pacific. Uh, this guy, Addison um, Schulberg, he, he books it and I think his, his parents own it or something like that. But it's a... Uh, it's really a fun space, actually. Now, Justin produced the album. He did, yeah. I, I, th- I think he would list himself as, as a co-producer, but yeah, he's our, our engineer and, and producer, and he works at 
Jackpot Studios. He's worked with Tucker Martin at Floor Recording. Not not a bad reference. No, no. He's, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're very lucky to 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 be working with him. And he's we a, have to mention Tucker Martin in, in pretty much every podcast. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I read that the album was mixed by Jake Vieta of Stones Throw Records. Uh, I believe the album was released by Literal Gold Records. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is your label. Yes, yes. So Jed is actually the label manager at, at Literal Gold. We, in terms of the mixing of the record, we just sort of reached out to Jake at Stone's Throw, which is a, a Los Angeles-based hip-hop label. Um, and yeah, Jake was gracious enough to mix that and a couple other songs for us. Um, but yeah, Jed is, you know, spearheading along with Cameron Spees, who you mentioned earlier, um, this label Literal Gold. I don't know if you want to want to speak to that Jen yeah I mean these are we did we've, this is our second release um, our first release came out in the middle of May and uh, we're just trying to do it a little differently we're doing um, a non recoupment model so instead of making everything back and then splitting half with the artists the artists will be making money from dollar one and as um, expenses are, are made back then the artists can get more and more of a percentage and so it kind of graduates so where it gets to a point where if the record blows up, then the artist could be making 60% of the record and the label's making 40%. Um, and so we're really trying to get the, the actual artist-friendly model up off the ground, and we're kind of guinea-pigging it, you know? So far, so good. But That's fantastic. It's great to hear that. <laughs> uh, Mood Ring, what a gem. We spent a lot of time getting this, getting this uh, right because once that jam kicks in, it, it's a tune of the summer, I think. I mean, oh. this is uh, quite quite the jam. Doing very well on YouTube, too. I mean, did you expect this? So what are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's we. I think we always kind of knew that that was the single. Yeah. Yeah. We have a really funny demo, which is it's it's maybe 30 seconds long, and it just it's out of tune, and it sounds really bad. And you can tell he got the we got the idea, and I'm like, all right, we're good. <laughs> and then when we did it for real, six months later, it just came together pretty organically. But we there is a really funny demo floating around of that one. Yeah, sometimes we'll we'll go back <laughs> and and check out the you know the skeletons in the closet of of, of making these songs and be like, dang, they've changed a lot. <laughs> so the construction of that song. How did that happen? Did you come up with the jam first, or it's a tough question? Yeah, to answer. I, I, th- I think I can remember. So a lot. I mean, a lot of these started on a laptop in my bedroom upstairs, and I would, you know, share these demos with with Jed and Justin, and they would work on them independently. But um, that song, you know, I think I was feeling like I was kind of into house music. Um, I was listening to a lot of like house is very big in Portland. There's house nights all over the yeah. place. What is going on? I, I don't know. I don't know. But just uh, <laughs> this sort of this four on the floor energy, you know, um, or even the artist Porches, who's who's more of a, a pop artist now, I guess. But um, and I just remember, you know, using the drum pad um, to hit that that four on the floor feeling, um, and then just sort of writing writing off of the the kick drum, um, you know, and. It's, Sometimes, sometimes you start a song on the guitar or on a melodic instrument, but sometimes you're you're trying to capture a feeling through a rhythm. Um, I feel like that's that's kind of where that song keyed off, and um, it's really it, when I think about the arrangement, it's there's not that many instruments going on all at once. It's actually, you know, when we play it live with the five of us, it, that 
those you know five pairs of hands seem to cover you know most of the bases which is which is interesting because that's not true on necessarily the other songs on the cp but we're working on a, a record we we're i mean we're close i would say we're maybe 85 percent of the way there on a full length uh we went into the studio this winter and wrapped a bunch of tracks we we probably wrote 20 or 22 songs and over the course of the pandemic and so we demoed maybe 16 or 17 of them and we're fleshing out maybe 12 or 13 of them right now so we'll be wrapping a record I'll soon be done soon then mm-hmm. yeah 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 i could find that on your band camp and connect with you on your website on insta that sort of thing yeah definitely instagram spotify is great what are you the most active on um definitely twitter? Instagram. I'm a Twitter guy. Instagram, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Twitter guy. Yeah, he he runs the Twitter. I'm I'm on the Instagram. Uh, those are those are probably the best places to find us. But yeah, our our music is on any 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 place that you find music. Your your you know your Spotify, your Bandcamp, your SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Looking forward to the Mississippi Studio show. Yeah, appreciate it. One of the first shows I'll be able to get to see in two years. Wow. <laughs> Man is a, a very special project, and uh, it's it's really intrigued me lyrically, musically, and what jams, beautiful voice. Uh, I love listening to this record. It's 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 challenging too. It's very unusual project, and uh, thank you for uh, uh, chatting with us today. And uh, I'm looking forward to more in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Portland Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory Day. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. Feel free to complain about the uh, sporadic release of new episodes. I I try my best, but uh, we are still going five, six years on. We'll be back with a brand new show very shortly. See you then.